What's good, everyone? You're listening to WKNC 88.1 FM HD1 Raleigh. We are a student-run nonprofit radio station based out of North Carolina State University. I'm Plover, and this is Off the Record. Uh, here with me today is Lena from the band Secret Shame. Uh, how are you doing today? I'm, I'm doing all right. How are you? Doing great, thanks. Um, just to clarify, is 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 Asheville in the same like time zone as the rest of the state? Um, yeah, I I believe so. Okay, good. I I just like a couple minutes ago was, was like, wait, am I like an hour early or? <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's one. Okay, over here. okay. Good. Yeah. Just want to make sure. Um, so uh, do you want to start by t- uh, telling us a little bit about yourself? Uh, who are you? Uh, where are you from? I already mentioned Asheville, but yeah. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, my name is Lena. Um, I'm in a band called Secret Shame, and I'm from Asheville. Nice. Um, uh, how'd you kind of uh, get started making music? Uh, was it like kind of in the, the Asheville area? Um, what was the like origin story? Well, I I grew up in Asheville, um, and I've lived there my whole life, uh, unfortunately. Um, and I, I kind of... Um, I kind of have been making music as long as I can remember. Uh, my first passion was singing. Um, and then I started making solo music when I was around the age of um, 10 or 11. Um, and that progressed into playing like coffee shops and solo shows. And then I met um, my current bassist, Matthew, when I was 18. And we started Secret Shame. Nice. I uh, said uh, ten or eleven first, but that that's impressive. That's like that's like Mozart numbers right there. Uh, what kind of music <laughs> were you making? Well, definitely nothing on Mozart's <laughs> caliber. Uh, <laughs> um, but um, <clears throat> I I would write songs on piano and sing them. But um, I mean, usually my my family and friends thought that the songs were a little dark. <laughs> Nice. Uh, uh, so, so is it kind of like in in the line of of um your your current music? Was there like kind of a trajectory of like um music throughout your life up to current you know sort of uh, post punk darker sounds? Um, not not exactly. I've I actually had never even listened to much post punk music at all before Secret Shame started. Um, but yeah, my bassist Matthew was like, I want to start a post punk band. Do you? Do you want to do that? And I was like, sure. And I had no idea what that really meant. Um, <laughs> but, but I guess lyrically, um, I've always written sort of darker. I've written about like darker subject matters. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Uh, so uh, you mentioned you mentioned your bassist. Uh, how did you um, meet the kind of the the rest of the the band? How did the what was the kind of um, uh, uh, original founding of it like? Well, um, in total, we've had nine members, and it's been me and Matthew, the bassist, the whole time, um, with like this steady rotation in and out of other people. Um, and and then and then we met Nathan um, four years ago, four or five years ago. He joined, and he's he's been a another very solid member that's our drummer mm-hmm. <clears throat> um but everybody else it seems like will be there for a couple tours or an album cycle um and currently it, it's just the three of us 
As, is there any reason for turnovers? Just like people go their own ways? I think that, um, well, we have met some toxic people, unfortunately, and that's been hard. But also, I think that people expect that it's going to be sort of like fun. Um, but it's actually something that we're trying to make as our, we're trying to do this with our lives. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of work and like business elements even that go into that. Um, And there's a lot of pressure. Sometimes it's kind of hard, but I think that a lot of people aren't ready for that. Sure. Yeah. And and, and I'm sorry you've met like a bunch of toxic people and I'm glad they're no longer in your band, of course. Just just got a good lean lineup. Yeah. Yeah. um, I mean, everybody's, everybody's got to meet toxic people at some point, (laughs) unfortunately, but yeah. That's that's very true. Uh, that's what we mean by like like um, pressures. Is it from like a, a like a label or just the the grind of a of a tour? Yeah, um, we don't we don't have a label, um, and we've we've never really had a label. But mm-hmm. it's um, yeah, I guess it's like you know, recently we got a booking agent, but for the past six years we've been booking our own tours, and we've been putting the albums out ourselves and um it's like i guess there's especially in Asheville there's a lot of punk bands that will go on a few punk tours and it's basically just like a party the whole time mm-hmm. um and we do have we do have fun and we do party to an extent but um i mean especially me but <laughs> um it's it's just not it's more like work than um than i think people are used to for sure yeah that definitely sounds a lot like doing like every aspect of the music process so do y'all handle like the the mixing and mastering too or is that like do you bring other collaborators in for that um no we we actually uh well this last album we actually went to a a studio in Asheville that somebody our our friend the drummer of my drummer's other band um (laughs) Um, co-owns this place and it's it's an incredible studio and we got the chance to record there which was really amazing nice uh, what's the name of the studio by the way it's called drop of sun awesome yeah i, I i've been meaning to check out Asheville for some time and i need like a a list of cool things to, to go to yeah um, well Asheville is like a i think it's a cool place to visit <laughs> gotcha <laughs> it's a, not a good place to live i see um for me, maybe other people like it. They, they probably do. But mm-hmm. uh, uh, what's uh, what's your issue with uh, Asheville? I don't know. Um, I guess with any place that you live your entire life, it it can just be kind of um, like this daunting thing of like, oh, I know everything here. I have history in every square inch of this place. Yeah. Um, but also, it's it's just consistently gotten the rent is so expensive but the minimum wage is still 750 mm-hmm. which i don't know if that's the case with all of north carolina yeah that, that especially the cities have just been hit really hard with that and yeah 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 and i think the same thing is happening to asheville that is happening you know most places where yeah. it's just this boom of tourism and people buying vacation houses and um the rent is, you know, $2,000 for a one bedroom, but 
you're making less than 20,000 a year, you know? Yeah. It's a, it's a city for like, all the cities are just like for like tech workers and no one else now. It's, it's yeah. 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 Sorry to see it. Um, not exactly related, but I heard someone recommend uh, like a tea room in Asheville. Did if if you know, it's probably Dobra. That's that's the one. Yeah, I, I can remember the yeah. name. Uh, is, is that yeah. a good spot? <laughs> yeah, no, that the place is nice. We actually uh, do a lot of like band work at both locations. Nice. Because you can just kind of sit there for hours and uh, I don't know, drink tea. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a very productive uh, atmosphere. Yeah. Um. Well, y'all, of course, do make music. I do want to talk about that at some point. Um, y'all have a new album coming out, uh, Autonomy. Um, uh, how are y'all feeling about that? Um, it's, um, well, for for all of us, I think that we're really excited. Um, it's also pretty nerve-wracking. Mm-hmm. This this album is a lot different from the last one we did. At least that's what, what we think. Um, and... It's, uh, I don't know, for me, I wrote all the lyrics in like a very unhealthy mental spot. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really scary to to put all these lyrics out into the world for anybody to listen to. Um, and they're just all about uh, my bad mental state <laughs> mm-hmm. um and anybody can can look at them and listen to them and and completely judge them in however they want and people will openly do that because they don't have any sort of connection with me so <clears throat> i'm just i'm kind of trying to to prepare myself for any backlash um Okay. Yeah, yeah. That sounds, that sounds hard to deal with. Um, how uh, how is it different exactly from uh, dark synthetics? Is it is it like a different like musical style or like lyrical? Yeah, I would say that that both. Um, we we kind of just tried to write. I think with dark synthetics, you know, we had a member that tried to keep us within the guidelines of post punk, mm-hmm. and you know, we'd write something and they would be like, "Well, that doesn't sound like post punk. Let's not use it." Um, but with this album, we kind of just let ourselves do whatever we felt like we wanted to do. Gotcha. Uh, <clears throat> uh, kind of like post post punk. Uh, uh, no, no, <laughs> it's actually post post punk punk. Okay, you gotcha. Right. <laughs> On the same page now. Um, yeah. Uh, so it's, I assume the album cover is kind of tied into this, like general uh i guess messy feeling it, it looks kind of like a, a like a jackson pollock painting almost oh <laughs> that's cool um it's uh yeah um we we kind of just yeah exactly what you said we kind of tried to make it into this like jumble of little moments mm-hmm. um and yeah we tried to just just go with it as we with the music but. Yeah, um uh, uh not to make you uh, kind of delve into any topics um uh, i i've been listening to the to the um the single hide a lot it's definitely one of my favorite songs of the year and um i, I one of the yeah of course and one of the really cool parts is the chorus so like is there anything about like kind of what the, either the character or you is is exactly hiding from on that song and don't get in, into anything you don't don't want to get into 
Um, <clears throat> no, yeah, I can talk about it. Uh, it's it is a song about myself, um, as are most of the songs on Autonomy. But um, it's you know I I was diagnosed with anorexia over the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And um, that song was really the first song I ever wrote where I, I kind of was trying not to hide with the lyrics. Yeah. But it was still in a period of time where I hadn't, I wasn't talking to anybody about the things that I was experiencing, um, and I was too scared to talk to anybody because I, you know, I mean the general reasons that people are afraid to talk about their problems or mental health issues, but mm-hmm. I really just um, was afraid of what people would think or that they wouldn't believe me or, you know, they wouldn't get it or whatever. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, uh, I definitely hope there's some catharsis that comes out of uh, releasing this and like being able to like be free with stuff. Hopefully that, that, that angle kind of yeah. happens. Yeah. Um. So you mentioned there was sort of pandemic um, issues there. Uh, was there the pandemic score is very uh, isolating and, and not the greatest for everyone. Is there is there kind of a pandemic sort of overcastness on this record? Well, um, it's not. I would say so. Yeah, it's it, it's not about the pandemic, mm-hmm. but it is. Um, you know, I I was I had been in recovery for years from anorexia, and I was um, feeling pretty good before the pandemic started and then that like being thrown into that isolation um and just being completely alone (laughs) and not being able to play music or i guess perform it um Mm -hmm. yeah it it was just just the isolation made me relapse into the whole thing and and write the songs (laughs) Gotcha. Yeah. So performances are kind of like a big um, uh, part of the music for you. Is that like a, a a way of like I guess like releasing all of the um, create creativity in you or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. I would say. Um, it's also. I mean, playing shows is is just really rewarding, and it's a really great experience to be like on stage with people you care about and you're all feeling it and Mm -hmm. people watching are feeling it too. Um, and it definitely is a cathartic thing for me, but at the same time, it's sort of, um, delving back into those things Mm -hmm. and that can, that can be hard. For sure. Yeah. Um, and I, I know in terms of your performances, like one of the, uh, uh, a, a kind of your like costumes and general aesthetic is a really cool like a part of uh, how your music goes. How, how do y'all like synchronize and like choose like costumes, like makeup to like really sort of show, I guess, another level of the, the music and the themes you're working with? <laughs> um, well, so uh, Halloween last year, we, we all dressed as a different type of clown <laughs> and um, <laughs> I felt so good in my clown outfit that I essentially just like never took it off. Um, and nobody else dresses that way on stage anymore except for me. And so it's, um, I mean, like sometimes the other members will wear makeup. Um, 
or like cool clothes or something but i just have really leaned into this like <laughs> this like very colorful clown look um and yeah I, I don't know it makes it just makes me feel really good on stage and I, yeah nice is it kind of like a, a like a rebellious uh, uh like how oh yeah i'm I, i'm a clown you can't stop me type of type of thing <laughs> no it's kind of like um i'm i'm a clown and I, um, I don't know. I've always been like the, like the, the funny one, I guess mm -hmm. in my groups of friends, but I also have been really sad. Um, so I guess it's just sort of this like nod to how I've felt my whole life where I'm like, I am singing and talking about these like really intense things, but at the same time, I'm also like, um, really colorful and uh i'm a jokester i don't know <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah clowns are weirdly like tragic figures aren't they like that juxtaposition yeah. yeah um i mean just i'm just glad that nobody has um like called me a juggalo yet but that's good that's good yeah but maybe soon I'm, I'm, I, I, I don't know if you can hear. I'm currently knocking on wood that that won't happen on on your upcoming tour. Uh, <laughs> I, I I think I remember seeing the uh, clown outfit because I was at your show at the Wicked Witch, um, which is amazing. Oh, cool. Um, Thank uh, you. of course. And uh, how would you like the uh, Wicked Witch? Uh, was that uh, it's a pretty pretty gothy venue? Uh, yeah. Um, we yeah we've we've played there a few times and we've had. We've had a good time there, definitely. Um, we're trying to branch out from like the like spooky venue mm -hmm. type places um, because we don't really consider ourselves a goth band mm -hmm. anymore. Okay. Yeah, um, but I would I would definitely play there again. Nice. Uh, but we're also yeah we're trying to find like house venues and um, places like that too. For sure. So, uh, uh, so uh, uh, when did you kind of start turning away from the like, I guess, goth label? Is it just like this release, or just like a general like shift in in style? I would say just a a general shift over the past couple years. Um, a lot of people would like pigeonhole us as being like a spooky band, yeah, um, and use a lot of adjectives for our music that were like dark and halloweeny and it's like yeah. that's not really how i don't know it just um i guess it makes the the things that we're writing and the things we care about feel sort of like a gimmick that we're yeah. just doing to make it sound dark and um that's not the goal but also just for ourselves it's not all about what other people think and say <laughs> um but you know, we just, yeah, it doesn't really matter if people consider us goth, but we want to branch out from that a little bit. For sure. Um, uh, yeah, uh, you mentioned there were kind of a lot of um, uh, other uh, punker, punky or like kind of post-punk bands in Asheville. Uh, what's the kind of like scene like there, uh, either, I guess, for goth or like non-goth bands? Are there any like cool like <laughs> venues and stuff in that area? Um, there are There are a couple cool venues, yeah. Um, I would say Static Age is probably my favorite. It's like a 
DIY record store venue. Um, and there's the Great Eagle, which is really cool for bigger shows. But um, the the overall music scene in Asheville is really large, but specifically the alternative music scene is, um, it kind of will fade and then new people will move there and it will come back and there will be like punk bands and um, there's not really goth bands or post-punk, but there are like power violence and like D-beat bands and stuff. Okay. So uh, you mentioned the like other scene is really big. Uh, how does it, how does like, I guess like punk and rock and stuff kind of like fit in with the other stuff? Like, uh, like what's kind of the other, um, I, I, I guess, uh, genres in, uh, in the overall Asheville climate? Well, <laughs> there's a lot of um, there's a lot of like bluegrass. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of funk, nice. and then uh, rock. Yeah, they do not really overlap at all. <laughs> that, that makes sense. Um, uh, I think that people who go to like the funk shows have no idea that there are punk shows happening right around the corner. Yeah, for sure. And, and and bluegrass bands always have their own venues, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like somebody's backyard. Exactly. Or or, or, or like that one uh, country bar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I was almost going to go to the Orange Peel, I think, this weekend, but then I wasn't able to make it. Uh, did you all go, go there at all? Uh, I... I do not really go to the Orange Peel that often. Um just because I, it's a it's a me problem. Um, well, first off, they search you really hard, oh, and I, I hate that. that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also the drinks are. I mean, it's like ten dollars for a PBR kind of place. God. Um, but also, I have a lot of um, I have a lot of chronic pain, and there's not really anywhere to sit down. Gotcha, yeah. yeah it's it's nice. kind of like you have to stand on these hard floors for like hours without any relief from that. And so I don't usually go there. <laughs> yeah, I gotcha. Uh, 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 the more uh, one of my roommates also deals with uh, chronic pain and just like trying to find like good venues to like have a place to sit down is, is really like shockingly rare. It's, it's, yeah, it's hard actually. You wouldn't think. You wouldn't expect it to be that difficult, but yeah, I guess most people want to stand when they're watching the show, which yeah. absolutely makes sense. But yeah, definitely be at least a couple seats. Um, uh, y'all also, um, I, I know played a, a hopscotch day party show, um, like during I guess that week. How was that? Um, that that was good. That was uh, that was just a couple weeks ago, I think. Yeah. Um, and. Yeah, that was actually really good. The poor house is great. It sounds really good in there. For sure, um, yeah. And yeah, that show overall was was really good. The turnout was good. I mean, Hopscotch in general seems to be a, a good festival um, for even like smaller bands like us. Um, but I mean, I don't know how people who live in raleigh feel about it <laughs> yeah uh, people definitely appreciate it people don't then don't know what it is and like try to wander in and then yeah there's, there's that whole thing but uh 
we stand hopscotch for sure. Um, I was really sad I wasn't able to make it into your show because it was, I think, 21 plus at that point. Um, oh, really? Yeah, I think like at like at six exactly, the four house becomes like 21 plus, and so I had to oh. leave. <laughs> ah, that sucks. I, yeah, we try, we try not to play that many 21 plus venues. Um, but it's it's hard to get around it sometimes, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah, uh, uh, is it? Are, are most venues just like twenty one plus because like they serve alcohol, or is it? Or what's like usually the the reason behind that? It's it's serving alcohol, okay. yeah. Or, I mean, that's yeah. It's it's usually bars that do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sometimes people will like throw a house show and say twenty one plus just because they don't want like kids in their house. But I don't know. I think that's kind of kind of dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, gotcha. Um, do y'all have any shows uh, planned uh, since you have an, uh, an album coming out? Is there anything about that? Yeah, um, we are. We're playing a handful of shows in October. Um, we're playing a couple out of town shows and a local show, I think. And then we are headed out to go on a pretty big tour after that. Nice. Is it just like uh like out of state, like like the East Coast, that kind of thing? Um, we are we are going to California and coming well, back. Okay, that's a big. One. <laughs> um, um, yeah. I as I've I've never been to to California. Uh, uh, uh what are like the 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 kind of plans over there? Uh, is there a good, uh, I guess like, not goth post punk scene over there? For you to... <laughs> um it's a pretty good post post punk scene um no it's it's uh, those the music scenes in california are pretty incredible um just because the there's so many big cities and so many bands come through there um yeah i think i i've been to california several times and it's one of my favorite places so i'm really excited about playing in California because we've never done that before. Nice. That, that, that sounds like a really cool opportunity. I hope you all have, uh, have a lot of fun there. Thanks. Um, I remember... I think we will. <laughs> that's great. At the show I went to with y'all, I think, uh, I remember like y'all were like all at the merch table afterwards and you were like really like interactive and like chatting with everyone and that was that was really cool. Do y'all have any like weird fan interactions at the merch table sometimes? Oh, God. <laughs> um, I... Yes, yes is the answer. Um, I I usually go straight to the merch table right after playing. Um, and I have had some bizarre interactions. Um, pretty recently we played a show and on the last song I um, I I basically started sobbing and I couldn't really sing the the ending of the song because I was crying too hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went to the merch table and there was this person who was, um, they were like trying to get me to like cry on them. What? <laughs> they were like, they were like, just, you know, you can give me a hug and, and just, you can just cry on my shoulder. Like, like, come here. And I was like, ah, no, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um and i i had this um i had this one interaction with this woman who 
told me that um, mental health problems never go away and that everybody's going to leave you forever. Um, oh, well, that's helpful. That was, <laughs> yeah, I was like, yay, thanks. <laughs> awesome. Um, but, yeah, no, there's there's a lot of weird stuff that happens. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, hopefully some, some good ones, too, of course. Yeah, a lot of good ones. Mostly good. Um, <laughs> oh, this one guy, person, this one person told me that, um, well, they came up to the merch table. It was the last day of our last, our most recent tour, which was two weeks. And they were like, I want to congratulate you for smelling like a true human. Uh, that is a sentence I've never heard before. Oh, my. Uh, uh, and and I was like, yeah, I mean, I, I, I've been on tour for two weeks. Like, I, I don't know what to tell you. And they were like, no, um, no, it's really like commendable that you smell the way you do. And I was like, okay, get away from me. <laughs> yeah, like how, cl- how close was this, this individual? Very, very oh, close. Oh Way too close. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't know. People will say really interesting things to you that I don't think that they would say otherwise, just because like, you know, like you, you get on stage and talk about some vulnerable things. And then I think people kind of remove you from, from humanity a little bit and they're like oh i can say anything to this person because they just got on stage and said all this stuff to a room full of people you know yeah 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 yeah. it's very like the like classic like celebrity like dehumanization then you have to be one foot away from them at the merch table (gasps) yeah (laughs) um uh, i was also going to ask i remember a song that y'all had a uh a theme song for a play uh what was that like that sounds really cool like uh, working oh. with a with a playwright like that. Yeah, that was really fun. Um, <clears throat> it was this yeah, it was this local playwright that approached us and was like, "I'm writing I'm writing this like horror comedy play, um, and would love for you to do the song." And that was um, that was a really cool experience because it was the first song I've written maybe ever that was not from like my own perspective or something that I've experienced. And it was it was about um, the characters of the play, yeah. And it was fun going and seeing the play and having the song like play in the theater um, oh, before the curtains opened up. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Okay. Uh, was it like a local like playwright? Yeah. Nice. I love local theater. <laughs> yeah, it was it was fun. I love theater in general, mm-hmm. um, and I used to to do a lot of theater so that was just a really fun experience for all of us and we got to kind of write this like um song where we just really leaned into like this is a this is a spooky horror song yeah it's fun (laughs) um uh, did you did you pick up any like i guess uh uh, costuming and performing skills from theater that really that really helped uh later on the line um maybe um I <laughs> I definitely um learned a lot of like what what do you do when you're on a stage and people are watching you like you have to like I don't know in theater there's a lot of like um moving your body in more extreme ways than you would normally move it and I think that I just picked up like body emotions in general throughout my life where I'm kind of like <laughs> I don't know <laughs> like <laughs> 
uh, like an animated person since I was in theater. Right, so I just like very like expressive like like movements. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, either really expressive or like sitting in the corner of the room, not uh, looking at anybody. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, 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 also very powerful on the stage, of course. <laughs> sitting in the corner of the stage, like behind the drums. Yeah, yeah. Um, just like shaking and, and screaming. That, that would definitely be memorable. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so, uh, is there anything else you uh, wanted to talk about? Um, well, I. Well, first off, I want to say thank you for for having me. Of course, this and, is awesome. Yeah, um, but also I I want to say that um, even though I'm the only one that could make it today, um, that the rest of the band is is also is they they're great and <laughs> they write really incredible music and I love them. So I just want to um, say that I guess. Mm. Uh, uh, hi, rest of secret dream. If you ever listen to this, <laughs> y'all, y'all are awesome too. <laughs> I appreciate y'all tuning in, and you can check out all the interviews I and everyone here does at slash podcast and click off the record. I'm DJ Plover, and I've been here with Lena from Secret Shame on WKNC 88.1 FM Raleigh. <laughs>